podcast. I am your host, Cosmic Waters. May my words inspire you and remind you to remain true to you as you walk authentically in your truth, dripping self-love and unapologetically choosing So we're going to dive straight into love. What does love mean to you? And I ask that because everybody seems to define love differently. What they want from it, their expectations, their desires, what they consider love to be or not to be. And the thing about it is love the way that society shows it or teaches it or praises it to be is a bit on the toxic side, right? It glorifies toxic as relationships with hashtag relationship goals, right? And it shows love as a struggle and a pain and a sacrifice and all this craziness that you have to go through in order to um, acquire quote-unquote real love or true love right and it blows my mind sometimes when I scroll in these social media streets and I see the hashtag relationship goals and I'm like hmm and it makes me wonder if the world really knows what healthy love is what it looks like what it feels like what it tastes like Or is everybody's taste buds tainted from toxicity and love, right? And I use the word everybody loosely because I know people are here doing their healing work. And there are people who welcome in healthy love. Kudos to you. Now, I'm going to play uh, a little clip from a clubhouse um, recording in a room that I was in. And I spoke about love briefly so just take a moment to listen um because this is something i really had to dive into for myself right and i love how you brought about the emotional uh, the armor and the walls right because that was the story of my life (laughs) but i just wanted to say uh to throw this out there to give people this thought right look into how you define love how love what love is to you right because a lot of the times what we consider love is what love was modeled for us as right and so if you grew up in a home where you saw love as abuse where you saw love as violence where you saw love as arguing where you saw love as somebody being absent or you know somebody putting you down and like oh but i love you right the way that love was modeled for you becomes your foundation of love it becomes the foundation of how you out here with your friendships your connections your relationships right and then you go into these and you're you're accepting and tolerating this bullshit that is masked as love but it's really not love right but it's what you've seen it's what you know it is the familiar even if it is pain right it is what you put up with because you're like oh well when i was younger this was love yeah i may have been abused but they said they love me right and so you put up with this shit and so 
I challenge y'all to really dive into this word of love. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is attached to it? And what is there, right? And then shed all of that. Literally get naked with it, right? And redefine it for yourself. Everybody has their own definition of what love is. But if you're out here living your life through the lens of love defined by somebody else, especially in your childhood, you're doing yourself a disservice. So I just wanted to uh, throw that out there because I had to dive deep into, okay, what is love? And like uh, Elaine said, right, she was talking about uh, unconditional love. Uh, Okay, so unconditional love is conditional because what are you saying? You have to love me unconditional. That is a condition within itself. You have to love me like this or you can't love me like that. Those are conditions. So then ask yourself, does unconditional love truly exist? Or why can't love simply just be? Love just is. When you start putting all these this, that, and the thirds with it, you are basically adding conditions to it. And on that note, I yield. So... It just, you know, got me thinking, what is love? How do you define it? And is the way that you define it the same way that it was modeled for you during childhood? Because that means that you have not cleansed that energy. You have not wiped that slate clean. You are still living and experiencing and expecting love to be how it was shown to you. But is that truly love? is it Hmm. and for some people if you just stop for a minute and you think well damn in my relationships it's a lot of chaos it's a lot of pain it's a lot of stress right everything other than healing energy or nourishing or you know trusting energy or you know just chaos I know I'm not saying that relationships don't take work. I know I'm not saying that it's always going to be rainbows and butterflies and sunshine. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to paint a fairy tale picture of love. But what I do want you to see is that love does not automatically equate to pain, grief, or struggle, right? Or staying in something because... You don't want to give up on that person. Or you watch your grandma and them stay in these unhealthy ass relationships. And now that is the image you have in your mind of what love is. Staying by this man's side or staying by this woman's side no matter what the fuck they do to you. Mm, No. I don't see it that way. Again, we all have our own opinions and thoughts and beliefs and uh, perspectives and perceptions. So this is just mine. It doesn't have to resonate with you. And so, I do want y'all to take this challenge, though. How was love painted for you? In your mind right now, if you had to describe it, if you had to paint it, if you had to select a song to describe love, a color, a word, a sound, anything, how does it come up for you? How does it feel when you think about love in your mind? How does your body feel? How does it react to it? Is there a tightness? Do you feel tension? Do you feel like you need to cry? Does the lump in your throat swell up do you feel uncomfortable how does just thinking about love make you feel especially when it goes back to your childhood that within itself will let you know if you still have some work to do around the energy of love right and this keeps coming to me as i talk so i'm gonna go ahead and say it 
for those of you who seem to keep attracting people who are emotionally unavailable two things i want to say to that okay first if you go back to your childhood years was there someone within your childhood right whether it's one of your parents or whoever is your caretaker that was emotionally unavailable they may have been present in the in the body in the spirit you know physically but they were not there for you emotionally which means your emotional needs were unmet correct right and that's the way you experienced love oh you know your mom is telling i love you but she's not there for you emotionally and so you begin to accept that as a form of love, right? Maybe she showed her love through other ways, but your needs were not met emotionally and she was closed off. And so now when you get into these relationships and you attract these men or women, whatever you desire, and they have this wall up and you can't connect emotionally and it's just a cycle and it's like, damn, why does everybody I keep running into you know, have the same fucking emotional unavailability shit going on, right? (laughs) And it's because that's what you are attracting. That is the energy that you are still vibrating off of. That is, in your mind, what love is. Even if it's sitting so deeply in your subconscious mind, is the underlining energy. And you are coming across these people to show you that that needs to be let the fuck go of right and then you also have to think if your caretaker your parents was emotionally unavailable did that then make you the same fucking way you know that your emotions get shut down in the process as well because oftentimes people serve as mirrors for us and they get us to see the ways in which we may also be emotionally unavailable right so just something to think about just something to think about a little example and it doesn't have to be word for word or exactly that way but I do know that it's some things that uh people come across you know they keep coming across these people that are not available emotionally and and some of my clients I have experienced this you know and they tell me the stories and the first thing I ask them well tell me about your childhood and it'll be the mother that wasn't there for them emotionally or maybe the father wasn't there for them emotionally and so they saw that as love and that's the picture that they have painted right and all throughout their relationships and connections they've dealt with people who were emotionally unavailable but they saw it as being loved right and that could be the same way for abuse maybe you were abused as a child or somewhere within your lifespan and after they abused you or while they were abusing you they were saying I love you or maybe they apologized afterwards and then they said I love you right and so now your idea of love is attached to pain and suffering and abuse and so you stay in situations with people who either physically abuse you or they verbally abuse you it's some form of abuse there but then it automatically followed up with I love you and it's this toxic cycle and it stems from your younger years And if you don't break free from this cycle, you keep running into the same things. You keep putting yourself into the same situations, right? And so I ask these questions to make you think, to 
bring forth what may be hidden in a subconscious mind, what may be buried deep within you that finally needs to come out and be let go of so that you can be set fucking free and so that you can experience love from a different lens and not the fucked up ass lens that you may have experienced it from your childhood or the way that society has painted it or whoever painted that picture for you if it was not a healthy version of love, right? And then also, when you have a picture of love painted for you and it's not on the healthy side, right? When you do experience a healthy relationship, you will tend to run from it because it's not familiar. (laughs) It's not familiar. You're so used to things going wrong. You're so used to the arguing and you're so used to the chaos and the abuse and you're just used to shit going wrong. Always being some sort of problem, always some form of toxicity. You're used to that, right? And so when that doesn't happen in a relationship, you're looking like, well, damn, is something wrong? This too good to be true. Why is it so quiet? Why are we not arguing, right? You don't love me. (laughs) You're not showing me you love me. And your partner looking at you like, what? Because you're used to that toxic ass energy. And so what very well may be good for you and healing for you and nourishing for you on all levels, you reject or you run away from or you sabotage. You sabotage it because it's uncomfortable, because it's outside of your comfort zone. It's outside of that safety net of chaos and turmoil and trauma that you know, that you hold on to, that you identify with, that has become your badge and you wear it like a motherfucking trophy and you are proud of it, low key. And I know that sounds like a mindfuck. Like, how am I proud of my trauma? <laughs> when I say that, I simply mean that you hold on to it so tightly for dear life. You identify with it so deeply. You talk about it all the time, right? And it keeps you in this victim mindset. It's like somebody who, you know, is proud of their accomplishments and they want to tell the world about it. And they hold it there and close and they have it up on the shelf and it's all shiny and sparkly. And it's like, look at my trophy. Look what I did. (laughs) So, like I said, just give me something to ponder about when it comes to love and how you define it and how it was defined for you. And do you still define it that way now? I know a lot of y'all that listen to me are on y'all journey, have been on y'all journey, or maybe new to the journey. Either way, wherever you're level of self-awareness is whatever path you are taking right i just want you to ask this question because it applies to everyone and there's no judgment you know one day at a time one step at a time no matter where you are on your healing path this is just simply a wake-up call for those who need to hear it i just want to make sure that you are experiencing pure genuine love and you're not subjecting yourself to bullshit and you're not settling for mediocrity because you think that's what you deserve because that's what you've always been given no you deserve so much more when it comes to love when it comes to these relationships right because even outside of just love you still deserve so much more and you don't have to settle for the bare minimum right? You don't have to praise somebody for giving you the fucking bare minimum. You deserve that. You deserve more than that, right? And 
I know there's a lot of people who believe love don't exist or, you know, they have this crazy idea that they'll never find the right one. And so they just settle with anything or with anyone. And it's like you're living a miserable ass life because you don't feel like you deserve better than that. You don't feel like there's somebody out there that will love you. You know, maybe your self-esteem or confidence is low and you don't feel like there's somebody that will love you because of the way your body looks. Right. Or maybe the way you sound, the way you speak, the way you laugh, whatever little quirky part about you that you may not like, right? And it has your self-conscious, and so you settle, right? So don't settle. You deserve it. You are worthy. You are more than enough. And there is someone out there that will indeed match you on a love level of reciprocity of what you deserve but take notice here because I said reciprocity so be mindful because if the love that you are exuding the love that you are giving out the love and I say this in air quotes that you are sharing with people if that is built upon a foundation of toxicity if that is built upon a foundation of pain and suffering and toxicity drama trauma whatever word you want to put there, struggle, (laughs) right? If that is what your foundation of love is, that's what it's built upon, that's what you expect, that's what you're looking for, and that is also what you put out, so now your love is dipped in chaos. Hmm. Be mindful that is what you will receive back, okay? Because it's like a radar, it's like a magnet, and that is what you're putting out, so now that what you put out it has to have a target and it's kind of like fishing right and so you're throwing your pole out there and your pole is gonna hook somebody that matches your vibration and your frequency right because if it pulls in someone of a higher vibration of love frequency are you going to be able to fucking receive it or are you going to push it away and self-sabotage it like i said right are you going to be on some shit like oh this is too good to be true kind of energy because a lot of times that may happen. Somebody just wants to love you, but you're not letting them in. You rejected you. Your heart is so fucking closed and, and shut off. And you got all these walls and you expect somebody to go through all your goddamn security devices just to get to your fucking heart. And then get mad when they get tired of going through the walls. Because every wall they break down, you put it the fuck back up. Who wants to deal with that? And so as you define what love means for you, check in with your heart space too. Is your heart open? And is the love that you're giving out, is it steeped in fear? Is it steeped in not being able to trust people? Is it steeped in um, accusing people of shit? Is it steeped in all the trauma and the drama and the struggle and the pain? Is it steeped in all of that? Right? Because you got to be able to love yourself first before you can even go and love somebody else deeply. And you got to make sure that that love is also coming from a a pure genuine healing place right you can't expect for somebody to love you deeply and healing and and nourishing and the love you give out is fucking toxic (laughs) like where they do that at you know what I mean so as you go through this process check yourself too right check yourself and see where you are and see is the way that you love others healthy is it from a place of 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 pureness is it from a place of genuineness 
or is it steeped in possession, obsession, and um, ownership, and all these ultimatums, and, um, you know, just demands, commands, and conditions, right? Restraints. What is your love made with? What is the recipe to your love? So, you know? But that doesn't mean that you don't deserve love. That's where healing comes in. That's where letting shit go comes in. That's when you decide to stop being the bag lady, right? That is when you elevate and become a better person. And your energy begins to shift and your vibration begins to rise and so does your frequency. And then you begin to see that, yo, there is a higher octave of love out here and it feels motherfucking good. And now you're attracting people to you and coming across people that has this beautiful, genuine love energy. It's like, yes, what is this? This is beautiful. This is new, but I love it. And I welcome it in. And not only do I welcome it in, but I give it back freely and genuinely. And that makes all the motherfucking difference. All the difference. Right? And so, one last thing before I close out this episode. I'm going to read y'all a poem I wrote about love. And how this poem came about is I posted a video on, you know, my IG as well as my TikTok and Facebook. And I asked, um, you know, my followers to suggest a poem. I write poetry is what I do, and I'm damn good at it. (laughs) And I said, if you could have me write a poem about anything, what would it be about? What's the first word that comes to your mind? Right? I like the challenge because I can be inspired to write about damn near anything. And I wanted to see what people had on the brain. So one of my... um, followers on IG said love and now she was looking from a more lovey-dovey place of love and I am going to uh, write that poem as well however this is what came to me when I got ready to write this poem and so I allowed it to flow because this also needed to be heard and it also needed to be released and so I titled this love is And it was written on September 3rd. It seems as if society has love painted all wrong, is often misconstrued and abused, drenched in trauma and needs unmet, an abstract collage of how love should be, and a bunch of, well, if you loved me, ultimatums, sacrifices, and compromises attached to struggle and pain, possessiveness and obsession, leading to death by tainted affection. A crime of passion is what they call it. Poison being passed down from generation to generation, telling them to hold on and fight. People left wondering, how could you give up on me? You're bound by the paper that says, until death do us part. You see, love isn't defined by any of this. We perceive love as what was modeled for us, and we take that and make it our love language. No matter if it's steeped in abuse and hatred, if that's what you know love to be, that's what you tolerate, as fucked up as it may seem. So what is love then? 
if it's not what we've been shown love just is no definition needed from you or me unconditional is conditional you place demands and say this is how you should love me missing the fact that people's capacity to love won't be the same some don't know how to love themselves some have never felt love just shown love as pain some want what hollywood and disney paints as love you know those fairy tales that have you out here looking for your knight in shining armor or perhaps your cinderella yet you're only left holding a glass shoe and that knight in shining armor love is based on purely saving you so what happens when you decide to save yourself will he still stay or find someone else in need of his help and that glass shoe are you looking to see who's a fit for a shoe that has your size written all over it you see we lay out the rules the terms and conditions that nobody ever reads they just check the box and say i agree not realizing what they're signing their name to that glass slipper now a contract of a person you created in your mind and now you've given up on love because that person you can't seem to find and the ones that come close you dismiss why because they didn't check all the boxes on your list well riddle me this how do you expect someone to fit a shoe that was never meant for them to fit looking for your own personal ai program with codes of existence and if they don't act right oh you ain't with it so basically you want a puppet someone to control back to this is how you should love me yet your love for self is stuck on froze your heart in a box and your vibration is cold Mm. and now you yell good men don't exist or all men ain't shit and women are bashed for the dumbest shit she's not playing her role and judged by the standards society has set in stone oh you ain't wifey material and now she's a hoe toxic cycles created to keep us separated and our love tainted love isn't any of this so what is love well when you let go of the model that's ingrained in your brain of what you've seen love to be and you open your heart to the true frequency you'll see you'll feel the difference of the love that's painted by society and the pure love that actually exists If I had to describe love other than it just is, I'd say it's healing and full of nourishment. It's pure and innocent, like a baby fresh out the womb. It's like nature's embrace when you're fully in tune. It's a smile on your face full of gratitude and the moment of pure joy when laughter has you consumed. It is a breath of fresh air after an asthma attack and the calmness in your soul when you embrace abundance and stop vibrating in lack. Love says, I love you as you are, yet I love me more. So the moment you disrespect me, I won't hesitate to close the door. Love sees you for you, not who you pretend to show up to be. Love sees your true colors and says, I still love you, even though I may not agree with how you how you live your life it doesn't bother me love can love from afar or up close it's the love for self that sets the bar for everything else loving someone doesn't mean turning a blind eye nor does it mean to put yourself up for sacrifice so 
What is love, you ask again? Well, for me, love is the love I have for me. The beauty in that has shown me all I needed to see. Not loving myself had me caught up in societal beliefs, feeling like love was hard to come by or it wasn't for me. There is an abundance of love. It's simply what you perceive love to be. The truth of the matter is love for you won't change until you let go of the story that was written by those who said they loved you the most and see love through your own eyes as you begin to love yourself first. Love can be whatever you desire it to be. Doesn't make it right or wrong. There's a thin line between illusion and reality. Just make sure you're not caught in a fantasy, wondering why your rose-colored glasses no longer allows you to see. You can love people and not fuck with them. Don't allow anyone to guilt trip you into the trap of what loving them really means. Especially when it comes from a place of unhealed baggage and now you're the horse struggling to pull their raggedy ass carriage. I can talk about love forever and what it means to me. I just want you to be mindful if the way it's been defined for you has you stuck in a toxic cycle. I love love because love is me and that within itself allows me to love others genuinely. No expectations and no hostage attachments, just me honoring you as I honor me and you honoring me as you honor you. It's reciprocal. And when you show me who you are, you either resonate with my love for self or you don't. Either way, it's cool. And that moment I have to choose on if I continue to give you my energy or simply bid you adieu. And it doesn't mean that I take my love back. It's simply honoring my peace and my divine existence by choosing to love you only from a distance. For some, love seems to be inconsistent. Others may feel like it's missing. Some radiate and exude its very essence. And then you have those who are hopeless romantics. Whatever path you choose to walk, know that love didn't deceive you. People did. You being one of those people too. Know that love doesn't hurt. It's the lack of it that causes pain. Know that you are worthy of love and it's up to you to change the narrative or remain in the same fucked up game. Either way, love is and will be. The way you define it can steal your joy or show you peace. That's the end, y'all. <laughs> so it was kind of like a story, but that's what came to mind. When I saw the word love and I got ready to honor what wanted to come through in my poetry. And I'm going to go back and do the little lovey-dovey story too, but I need to get that out. I need to get it out. And I think it turned out beautifully. And so, hmm, I hope that from this episode, you check in with yourself and see where you stand when it comes to love. I've literally heard people say they give up on love, they hate love, they're going to always be single. <laughs> All these things. And I know it stems from a place of hurt you know, a place of, of pain, and some people are bitter, not all, you know, maybe a place of anger, whatever is the root of that emotion that's there and lingering, right, and a lot of people lose trust in people, they lose trust in themselves and their ability to make decisions to um, 
you know, deal with the right person. And I just want you to think about this. Did love truly cause you pain? Or was it the lack, keyword being lack, of love that caused you pain? And I said that in my poem, and I've said it before too. Because people are so quick to be like, oh, love did this, and love broke my heart, and love is the enemy. But in fact, when you go back and you think about it, it was the lack of that person's love that really caused you pain. It was the lack of that person loving you the way you desire to be loved that caused you pain. It was the lack of love and nourishment and care from your significant other that caused you some kind of pain, that caused you to question everything, that caused you to be triggered and now your insecurities are running the show that caused you to be triggered and now your emotions are all over the motherfucking place right it was a chain reaction but it was not the healing essence of love that caused it it was the lack of it it was the desire for it that you couldn't grasp right your needs were left unmet and that is what caused it all that is what triggered every and for some of you that really hits home because it's a lot of us who had unmet needs as a child right I'm quite sure maybe everybody has that in some way shape or form some need that wasn't met and that's not to sit here and point the fingers at our parents or whoever your caretaker was at all right they did the best they could with what they had and I know everybody's situation is different right and some people I don't feel like they were meant to be parents but at the same time I also see it as we all have our own blueprint and we all have our own story and we all have our own lessons and trajectory that our soul wanted to take on this path and for some of us we had it harder than others or maybe it was more abuse and this is not to compare anyone's trauma with the next person's traumas right that's not what I'm doing here I'm just saying, we all lived different stories and the path was already painted when we decided to come into this lifetime and it's the lack of love and care and nourishment and nurturing. It is the needs not being met that created the turmoil within. So just think about that. Before you blame love as the culprit and make it the enemy and shut your heart down and put it in a box and turn cold. Because deep down inside you will still desire love. And you're mostly going to desire it for yourself. From yourself. Because when you truly learn to love you, I promise you it change your whole motherfucking life. (laughs) Even down to the people that you attract and come across, it changes everything. Everything. And it is such a beautiful place to be. So love on you and develop that relationship with self first. And then see how that changes your relationships and your friendships and your connections. And how that level of compassion begins to develop. And how that level of peace comes about too, as that's also cultivated within. All right, y'all. I'm going to let y'all go. (laughs) And uh, get 
something going, you know? And happy full moon. The full moon is in Pisces. Happy full moon. Happy Mercury retrograde. <laughs> Mercury retrograde starting off in Libra. And uh, before I go, one more thing. So a lot of people freak out over Mercury retrograde. Do not allow what these astrologers post on social media freak you out. Do not allow the memes to freak you out. Like, don't fall for the okie doke, okay? Don't fall for the hype. Mercury retrograde is just drug through the, the fucking mud every time it comes about. It happens, what, three or four times a year? And y'all freak out every time, not realizing that that is a fucking ritual within itself because you're already setting yourself up for the fucking worst. You're already casting a spell on yourself, on your life, right? And I'm not saying that it may not be some effects there. I'm not saying that because, yeah, technology be spazzing the fuck out, okay? I get it. And there may be other things that seem to go a little haywire during this time. But you still have control over your energy. And yeah, your exes may pop back up. But ask yourself, why are they popping back up? Do you still have the door open for them to pop back up, right? Are you still in communication with them when they pop back up? Are you giving them your energy? Even if it's an argument, even if it's saying fuck off, are you giving them your energy? Yes, you are because you're responding because they still have an open line to be able to text you or call you or email you or hit you on your social media platforms. They still have an open door. And when your exes come back, ask yourself why. Is there something still lingering between that connection between you and them, right? Is there some form of energy still flowing through that cord, right? That attachment, whether it is, you know, anger or some sort of grief or some sort of um, sadness, pain, right? That still keeps you connected, right? You can block somebody all day. But if you still holding on, if you still got a grudge there, if you still hating them on the inside, you still upset, you mad, you hurting, you grieving, that is still a connection. So you haven't fully detached or disconnected or even healed yourself from the situation. And so Mercury Retrograde is simply sending you back into yourself to a place of introspection to say, hmm. Maybe I need to dive a little bit deeper in the, into this connection and see what's there and what I need to let go of. And even when we come out of relationship, this goes for all kinds of connections and friendships, right? And this goes to all kinds of situations. It can go for any part of your life, right? And so it's not a bad thing at all. But it depends on how you perceive Mercury retrograde. So you can walk into it from a place of fear or you can just, you know, be you and stay in your higher vibrations, be at your place of inner peace and see what Mercury retrograde is bringing to your awareness. What is it bringing up for you to revisit? What is it bringing up for you to release and let go of? You know, what is it bringing up for you to inspect? Hmm? What's popping up? Instead of running from it, let it the fuck go. And maybe it won't circle back around the next time. So when you begin to look at Mercury retrograde, not as the op, you know, not as the enemy, but as your friend, 
as the energy coming in to work with you and to shine the light on shit that needs to be let go of, right? I promise you, it is a much lighter energy. It's not as heavy as we make it, as the collective makes it out to be. Now, your computer might still crash and your phone might be haywire and maybe travel might be delayed or some shit like that, you know? But those things you don't necessarily have control over. But you can control you and your emotions and your healing journey and the connections you have with other people. So focus on that. See it from that perspective. And enjoy the fuck out of your life. And stop worrying about Mercury retrograde, (laughs) y'all. For those of you that journal... This will definitely be a great journaling exercise to ask yourself, um, how do you define love? How does it feel? You know, let it cater to all your senses and see what you get. And then how was love modeled to you? How did you see love growing up? What do you know love to be? How was it shown to you? How was it taught to you? What are the beliefs, the traditions around it, the thoughts, the patterns, the cycles, the toxic behaviors as you, you know, look down your family line, especially from the mother side for somebody, they need to look down the mother side, but look on both sides. But the mother side popped up first and see how was love modeled through your mother, through your aunt, through, you know, your grandma and her mother and her mother's mother. <laughs> Go as far back as you can and see the pattern within the family. And then hop over to your father's side and see what that's hitting for too. And then you will see that the way love was modeled, not only for you, but for them as a fucking pattern. And so if love was modeled for them as a certain way when they were younger, what do you think they did with that? When they had you. That is how they loved you. They loved you from the place of how they were shown how to love. They love you from the depths of how deep they can only love themselves, right? And how deep they can love themselves was how deep they can love you. And so if they didn't have a deep foundation of love for themselves, then, you know, maybe they didn't love you that deep either. And this is not to excuse anyone's actions, but it's to free yourself from the baggage that you carry from childhood when you begin to look at a different lens and you take your parents off the pedestal and you let go of the title of the word parent of the word mother of the word father or grandma grandpa or whoever raised you when you release that title and you see them as a human being and you begin to see that they were operating out of trauma or they were operating out of a cycle of abuse or they were operating out of the needs unmet from their own inner child that may have been running the show and it was just passing on the cycle from generation to generation right and so you want to um you know analyze that so you don't continue to pass it on to your children if you have children right and you can break the cycle and you can stop it at you and your children Or if you don't have children and you don't plan on having children, that's cool too. But being aware of the cycle, you're still able to break it because now you can take it back to the family and shine light on it. So there's so many different ways that you can view this and make it a healing experience. And we're under the full moon energy too. So allow this energy to work for you. 
I know a lot of people release at the full moon. Some people manifest. However you use the full moon energy, however it aligns with you, use it to the best of your ability. Take advantage of the energy, okay? And enjoy that journaling prop because it's going to be a really beautiful cathartic release for some of y'all. And I hope that listening to this has opened your eyes to love and all the possibilities <laughs> and uh, you know just the the way that it is defined and maybe made you realize that damn I've been looking at love the wrong way the whole time and I don't necessarily want to say the quote-unquote wrong way because what I see as wrong you may not see as wrong so let's take that word of wrong out but maybe you've been looking at love in a way that was not beneficial or conducive to your life or your growth put it that way right and it's such a beautiful thing how changing your perspectives your beliefs your thoughts your mindsets your patterns your habits how changing all of that man it's like you're giving a whole brand new life i promise like y'all things just hit different <laughs> it just hit different when you free yourself from the cycle it's kind of like you finally decide to stop being the the chunky hamster on the wheel running around in circles you're like you know what fuck this wheel i ain't going nowhere out here and you get the fuck off and you go forward your own path it's kind of like those kind of vibes you know all right y'all i said i was done like 10 minutes ago <laughs> So, may I have a beautiful weekend, an abundant, prosperous, successful, joyful, harmonious, peaceful September. It is harvest season, baby. Collect your fruit. It's time to eat, y'all. It's time to eat. It is time to reap the rewards from the seeds you have sown right you know so enjoy the meal and allow the universe to feed you say yes and if you haven't listened to my last episode of stop cock blocking the universe and just say yes that is why i said that allow yourself to receive during this harvest season don't be the cock blocker <laughs> don't fuck up your own blessings and go listen to that episode too and tell me how it hit <laughs> I love y'all thank you for always tuning in thank you for sharing thank you for being here for vibing with me from listening from all over the world I love it I love when I come in and see oh it's a new country listening and then I have my faithful listeners I love y'all each and every one of y'all thank you you are appreciated remember to subscribe and follow the podcast from whatever platform you are listening to hit the little bell so that you will get reminders and notified whenever i upload a brand new episode and do me a favor leave a review you can leave a few words or you can simply leave a star review if you so desire i appreciate you that is all I have for y'all on this beautiful Friday night. This beautiful Venus energy. 
I'm about to go make myself come, y'all. <laughs> about to harness this delicious, a full moon energy. Oh, y'all, speaking of making myself come. So, my Facebook and IG peeps know about this already. I ordered a rose quartz dildo. Yes, it's made out of rose quartz, which is a crystal, right? And it's a crystal all about love, all about self-love, all about that love energy, okay? It's beautifully pink, and it says it's about seven inches. Y'all, I am so excited to receive this new toy, and I can't wait to just love on my yoni with it. If my family is listening right now, I do not apologize. Um, You can go ahead and click off the episode, though. (laughs) But listen, y'all, I'm so excited for this toy. Oh, my God. And I'm going to keep y'all updated. I'll probably do a whole episode on it. I'm going to keep y'all updated. I promise. I'm going to do an unboxing video when it comes in and just show it to y'all and just, yes, be in amazement with it. Like, I can already feel the the essence of the the rose quartz up in my yoni like I can just mm, oh my god yes I gotta have it I gotta have it (laughs) so yes I have been stalking the tracking for that beauty I can't wait for it to come in I so look forward to using it I'm really hoping it pops up tomorrow you know And I can still get it in with this full moon energy, you know what I mean? You know, under the potency. Either way, I'm grateful for it. It was definitely a gift. So when you're open to receive, things come in. And I appreciate the gifts and I welcome in the gifts. If you ever want to spoil me, feel free to do so. I am open to receive. Got to put that out into the universe. I'm open to receive, y'all. And I appreciate y'all just listening because that's a gift to me too. So if you are here and you are listening and you show up, I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) All right, y'all. That is it for real. Much gratitude. Life is as beautiful as you allow it to be. Self-awareness. Perspective along with self-love is key. So choose wisely, beautiful souls. Much love, peace.